Hello, and welcome to the Culture Quest. We are but humble adventurers, and today we're just hanging out together. With me, as always, are Peter. Hello. Ian Barrio. Hello. And I am Inan. Thank you, the listeners at home, for taking part in our noble quest. Welcome to another casual, out-of-schedule kind of bonus episode. Uh, we've decided to do this episode to talk about this past year, maybe a bit about the coming year. You know, just talk about stuff for a while. Um, basically, 2020 has just ended like nine days ago. <laughs> And usually, I kind of plan ahead to do these kind of episodes to get them out by, you know, the actual end of year. But we don't care about arbitrary deadlines here on the Culture Quest. And that is why this episode is coming out in the middle of January, maybe even a little bit towards February. I'm not sure when I'll finish editing this episode. But, you know, to a small indie podcast, that doesn't really matter. Like, an episode like this is relevant for a week or two, but it's up on our feed for the rest of time. So, you know, most people who listen to this will be too late anyway. So I just put together a bunch of questions that should, I don't know, summarize the past year, get us um, thinking about the next year, and then there's just some, just a panda to the audience. Um, anyway, I'll just start Here, off Well, before one. you start, let me ask you this. Yeah. Do you usually have, like, New Year's resolutions? Uh, no. That is a new resolution, no. though, for me, that I want to get some. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Barrio, I think last year your resolution was to have kind of a, an adventurous 2020, <laughs> if I remember correctly. <laughs> How did that go? That's why we, we went and did the, that addition to be on television that didn't work out for us. Uh, but, but we were hella close. <laughs> hella close. <laughs> Intellectually adventurous. Yeah. Probably we would all like a less adventurous year <laughs> although although it's it didn't it didn't really start well if it if yeah. it is less adventurous, <laughs> it'll be a one to one correlation with your resolutions, so it'll be a big stir next <laughs> next year if it will work this year, I will be on twenty twenty two it will be the year of the culture quest podcast getting really famous yep. <laughs> okay, first question. What were your favorite finds of 2020? What did you discover that people should know about? What is it that in 2020 you, you thought was just amazing and you'd recommend to other people? Like uh, through 2020, I mostly found a, about new podcasts or new YouTube channels. Mm. So I'll recommend a few. Cool. In terms of YouTube channels, I have two. I have um, Technology Connections, which is for, for the people who like to see how a VCR looks uh, on the inside or how a rice cooker works. It sounds boring, but it's surprisingly interesting, surprisingly, like, captivating. Like, stuff I didn't expect to really enjoy just blew my mind. I can't recommend this channel enough, Technology Connections. They've got a million subscribers now, 1.03. Yeah, I think when I started watching that channel, it had, like, half of that. Um, another YouTube channel that I, I can't recommend enough is... America's Test Kitchen. Throughout the last year, or maybe even more than that, I watched a bunch of cooking shows on YouTube, and America's Test Kitchen is, is really good, and they do a bunch of stuff. Like, they do a bunch of cooking stuff and a bunch of shows where they test kind of equipment and, and stuff. But there's a show in America's Test Kitchen called What's Eating Dan. In particular, I really like this one. It's with a guy called Dan Souza or Dan Souza. I'm not really sure how to pronounce his name. And he just, you know, it's like five minutes to seven minutes, like snippets, where he talks about either mushrooms or onions or bread or, you know, any kind of food stuff. And he kind of shows you how to cook it, shows you what you can do with it. But he also talks about the science behind it. Uh, I really like it. Yeah, looks like a solid channel. Mm -hmm. Also over a million subscribers, 1.14. Yeah, I don't go for the small fish. I, I'm, uh... I don't waste my time. <laughs> Says the indie podcaster. <laughs> I'll recommend a podcast now and you tell me if it's uh, a small or a big fish. Uh, a podcast I'd like to recommend uh, is the Assorted Goods podcast by Dan Felton. Uh, Peter, you've listened to it. Oh, yeah. I went on a binge last week of the Assorted Goods. Oh, he's, he's so good. I have listened to the, the whole thing throughout 2020. The podcast, The Sorted Goods, he basically um, talks about all kinds of stuff. And I, I just love the, the, the variety of topics. I love his opinions. I love the, the humor in the podcast. He's kind of a friend of ours. He did voices for intro bits of two of our episodes. He did Ian Malcolm for in our Jurassic Park intro bit. With the funny laughter. Yeah, that's a guy. <laughs> and he also did the, the Fight Club intro bit. And he's, he's great. He's such a talented guy. Such a great podcast. A good episode to start with 
is the Planet Amazon episode. I think it's number 36. Oh, is... yeah, that's what I was going to say. That's that's my favorite, yeah. Really great. For... Not my favorite, but a good one to start with. I think his last episode is about procrastination, which was also really good. That was the, I think Planet Amazon is the one I'd start with, but my favorite one was number, I think it's 38 maybe, which is um, The Democracy. That one was mm, yeah, pretty cool. Pretty good one. Obviously, that was released in September, but that, that you know, gets more relevant <laughs> as time goes on. And one last thing I wanted to recommend is The Throwback Podcast, another podcast I came across this year by Dan Hanses and Bob Castrone. It's basically a music podcast. They're a couple of friends who grew up together in New York. I think they were teenagers in the 90s. And as they were growing up, music was a big part of their friendship. So they're basically listening to albums they grew up listening to, and they're just bringing up memories from the time they were they just discovered the albums or how they came across the albums. And basically a podcast about 90s music and bullshit it's it's really good charismatic people really good music it's a lot of fun uh, something interesting i found this past year is that apparently there's there's a brand of of apps that are kind of like uh, um rpging your life it, it's it's kind of like a, a nice fun way to to kind of like work on on habits that you want to to encourage or or discourage and also task management it's kind of gamifying productivity yeah something like that in a way yeah it's it's fun i mean it gives it a new angle well i haven't tested a lot of them i, I think i tried three but the, the one that i'm currently with is called uh habitica which you get like this character and it's it's all kind of fun and sweet but you got a pet you got clothes you got skills you got like you know a normal rpg you define like habits that every time you do it you you check it and then you get XP and you can find items or cool. like negative habits that if you do it, you're losing your health. Oh, that sounds And fun. there are daily routines that you want to do and you get like bonuses if you get a couple in a row and you got like these general quests and tasks that you want to achieve. And the cool thing is that you can start putting goals according to levels that you gain. Well, not, not goals, but kind of like reward and then by those rewards. Uh, also, like, you get the value of, like, actually getting things done. Like, because in most apps, right, if you have to fold the washing in the app, that's only in the app. And then you actually have to fold washing. But in this app, then the washing's done. So, <laughs> <laughs> it seems so obvious. But I was like, oh, man, look at all those coins you can get. But I'm like, well, actually, you do get things in real <laughs> yeah, life as right. well. That's the point. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, but, but that's exactly it because there are a lot of things that you, you know you want to do it, but once you kind of like accumulate those gold coins, for example, then you can start inventing your own rewards. Like you can say, okay, um, because I did a couple of tasks and I got to 20 gold coins, then I can buy myself like a, a day off during next week. So I found myself like trying to think what rewards will motivate me to kind of like push those uh, mundane tasks like cleaning my apartment or uh, buying new shoes, which I'm not really keen on doing and like going to the dentist <laughs> and stuff like that. I just downloaded it because it really sounds fun. Yeah, I'm making my character now. Oh, wait. So it's cool. So, so you join. I think we can go on quests together. Fuck yes. Let's do oh, that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it can be. I like this a lot. Now, what are you interested in working on throughout this journey? Work, exercise, Everything. health, <laughs> chores, creativity. Well, I didn't, I didn't, I'm not in school, <laughs> but... I, I literally marked everything, <laughs> including other. <laughs> Mario, how long have you been playing this? Uh, not not a lot, like a couple of months, I think. But, oh, a couple um, of months, that's it's a f considerable amount of time. Yeah, well, I'm not really doing a lot. Like in my to-dos, I have replaced my scooter brakes to buy clothes, to organize the balcony, to clean the house, to finally use my... Uh, got a couple of uh, coupons from previous birthdays that I need to use and I got daily workout routine that I need to achieve. And in habits, the only one that I currently have is being grateful. By the way, that's another maybe thing of 2020. I saw this. Do you know uh, Kurzgesagt? I don't know how to pronounce it. Kurzgesagt. Yeah, it's, it, it, it means in a nutshell. They got really interesting and adorable videos and, and really cute and fun animation. And 
they have this video that tells that one of the things to create happiness is to train your mind on the positive things. So I got this habit there that I'm trying to do on a daily basis that every day think of five things that I was grateful for in the past day. Five is a lot. <laughs> five, but you know... If it's, or if, if it's small things, then yeah, it could be anything yeah, really. Yeah, like it can be a walk in the sun. It can be... Having a roof, like if, if today it's something that you, it's just because it's not really about the, the specific things. It's about trying to think of something positive and also like finish the day in kind of like a positive approach. That's, that's really working, I got to say. It's, it's a really good habit. So I would recommend it. Yeah, I'm glad to hear it's working. Yeah. Practicing being positive and happy, it, it works. It's uh, something you can do, something you can change in your life and change. Once it gains momentum, then it really works, uh, I think. Peter, what are your uh, favorite finds of 2020? My favorite finds of 2020 is I've got a book. I've got an cool. artist, like a music artist. I'm, I didn't find like a painter or something. Really <laughs> like. uh, and just some other activity. <laughs> That's really weird, but like, can't tell you about it, but I discovered it last night. <laughs> okay. Um, anyway, uh, <laughs> the book I discovered... It's so relevant to 2020. Like, this is the year you want to read it. And it's Apollo's Arrow by Nicholas Christakis. He wrote another popular book, probably wasn't released this year, but very recently, called um, Blueprint, Evolutionary Origins of a Good Society. I think that's what it's, mm. um, what it's called. And that was, like, super interesting. I actually got into it, but I found, like, it was quite a heavy read. So I read a few chapters. I enjoyed it, but I was, like, kind of just got stuck a little bit. But then he released this one, which is about the coronavirus pandemic. And just every page is interesting. I read it on the Kindle and I think I finished it in like three days. And it just goes into everything. It, it was written, I think, maybe July, August-ish. And it was up to date then. Obviously, most of it is still relevant. The only thing that happened just after it released it was the vaccine. But it's relevant in terms of like, it's relevant because, you know, obviously this is happening this year. He's written about it. But. If I read it in a couple of years' time, it would still be interesting, hmm. like where we were at that point in time. So he goes into a lot about SARS-1. This one's like SARS-2 is like the, I guess you'd call like the, the virus, where I think COVID is like the disease, I guess you'd call it. Hmm. Um, yeah, so he goes into SARS-1 a lot, like with incredible detail, talking about the contact tracing, he goes into like previous pandemics, like the bubonic plague and all that stuff. And then he goes into like the politics around it, wearing a mask, obviously, all that stuff. It's super interesting. I don't think it's getting a lot of marketing because it's like obviously with the pandemic, like putting a book on a bookshelf isn't really doing much. So <laughs> yeah. it's basically like an online release. It's like releasing an indie podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sort of. But like it's got good production value for a book. I mean, like it, it's well-researched. It's not just like... Oh, let's put a few life lessons together and like pontificate about them. Like it's like it's written by an expert. You know, releasing a 400 pages book in July about something that started mm. in what February? It's amazing. It's, it's amazing. Suspiciously amazing. <laughs> it is suspicious, isn't it? Because you kind of think like you're almost like how though like you know like it's five months. You, you're kind of thinking if you're looking for people who started it, <laughs> like <laughs> Oh, look at this strand. Like, isn't it amazing? The, the RNA code of the strand. And then all the scientists <laughs> like, well, we didn't find that out until after you released the book. What? what? <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay. But yeah, it, it's a really good book. Would, would highly recommend. I mean, even more relevant if you did start it, but probably not. <laughs> the artist I discovered this year was Frank Zappa. Like, I feel almost a bit embarrassed that, like, I didn't know him before. Like, I feel like if I didn't know him from birth, that was a failure. But, I mean, 20 years later, I'll, I'll accept. Um, and I've listened to his album called Overnight Sensation, which I think, like, I've only listened to about five albums now. But that, I just can't imagine that's not his best album. It's so good. It's fantastic. So, I won't say too much more about it. But if you like Led Zeppelin. <laughs> uh, ding for the um, people that are doing the bingo. Um, but yeah, if you like Led Zeppelin, you'll like his guitaring style and you'll like probably the songs as well. They're pretty good. And he also has another great album called Apostrophe. I really like that one. I'm not I don't think I mentioned it in the title tracks, Tavern no, Talk. You, you, but, you definitely did. Um, I did? Okay, yep. cool. 
So that, like, literally, I just discovered him, like, a few days before that episode, so. <laughs> but, you know, I would have, on the episode, I would have been like, yeah, no, I've been listening to this, you know, story of my life, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and the last one is, I bought it in March, but I played it throughout the pandemic, but, like, I'd pick it up for a few weeks, play a game, put it down, pick it up uh, a few months later, and that's, like, the Nintendo Switch. I got the light version, which is just the handheld, because I don't really want to plug it in. Um, to the monitors or anything like that. It just seems like I'm happy just to play it on my bed. And that's what I played um, Firewatch and I played Gris on the Switch. But then I played so much other stuff like Super Smash Bros. this year. I played Mario Kart. I'm playing this snooker game at the moment, Snooker 19. And I'm playing um, Rabbids something, Mario Rabbids crossover game, mm. which was fun. Yeah, it's supposed um, to be really good. And Rocket League as well. Rocket League's pretty cool. Like, the Switch has been out for a while now. It's kind of old news, but I think the Lite is a good option. Like, if you kind of just missed all that PS Vista and all that, like, PlayStation Portable and you just figure, like, now you're an adult and you can actually go out and buy what you want. I mean, this is very, very specific um, <laughs> uh, person. But, you know, like, if if you thought that was a cool console or something like that, just the better version of that. It's, like, more complete. And... um yeah, it's super easy because you can just put it down for like a week and then you can just disconnect. And then when someone tells you that you got to play a game for the podcast and you can just pick it up again <laughs> and it's it's super immersive, actually. It's really good. I think people who grew up in the 90s, like me and Barrio or early 2000s like you, would think, you know, that a handheld console is like the Game Boy or the Game Boy Color or whatever came next. It's like weaker than a regular console, but I think that the Switch Lite is supposed to be just a console, just like a, a full-on mm. console that you can take wherever. It's supposed to be really fun. Yeah, it's totally changed like the concept of like portable gaming for me. I thought it was like this, just kind of like phone gaming, like yeah, the same kind of thing, like a little bit cheap, a little bit nasty, but ah. Oh just been so overwhelmed with how smooth it is it's yeah, it's, it's just amazing every time you mention this i want to look into getting one they're not that expensive now no. i think in australian terms they're like under 300 and sometimes you get a game with it so uh the value is great really uh do you want to move on to the next question sure what are you looking forward to pop culture wise in 2021 i'll start because i got like a really simple one yeah go for and it. that's the new james bond no time to die which was originally called Shatterhand. Has it not come out yet? It's not come out yet. Oh, really? I, it was meant to come out in, what, like March? No, no, no. May, I think, maybe. Could be early. It could have been April. Australia's always like a weird because they get them first. But yeah, say, say it was meant to come out like early May or something. And then they were like, oh, you know, we got this little little outbreak in China. Let's just, uh, <laughs> let's just give it, you know what, eight weeks. Like that'll be fine. <laughs> eight weeks. And then in July, they were like, Mm, eight weeks was a bit hasty. Yeah. Let's let's leave it for like late October, early November, yeah, and then no. <laughs> late October, early November. I think they like quietly were like um, put it back to next year, like April. So they were just like, oh yeah, no, we said April, didn't we? I thought we said April. Uh, yeah. So they didn't really like, advertise it as much because everyone was in lockdown. Yeah. Notice, but I noticed. Um, <laughs> so now we're going on twelve months delay and like honestly i don't get pumped to watch films that often in cinemas like i used to watch all the superhero films until they went downhill <laughs> uh but this one i i discovered that new cinema that we talked about i think it was around yeah. a year ago how like they serve like i'm still food and stuff that. like that it was around the time that i went to that and then i saw oh two months away james bond is coming out so i was like oh can i wait two months to go again and i was like yeah i can do it and then two months later they've just delayed it like <laughs> another two like eight weeks like two months and yeah so and now it's been like a year since i've been to the cinema at least so um that yeah you've seen jojo rabbit there i think yeah i think that was the last time i went to the cinema <laughs> so uh that's what i'm looking forward to the most other things is like taika Waititi. i want to see what he does next year this year yeah and um yeah i don't know if he's directing thor 4 that's going to be difficult to say but Thor, um, more thor <laughs> thor 4 <laughs> it's called love and Thunder, <laughs> uh, I think, right? <laughs> something like that good chance he'll direct it but i i just don't know um uh, maybe it's confirmed <laughs> i just couldn't be bothered looking it up the other thing is like 
a lot of the bands that are like, like Beatles and stuff are doing like 50th anniversary things. So we had the 50th mm. anniversary of Abbey Road of the white album. Um, and also, well, I guess BBC sessions was, wasn't a 50th anniversary, but that came out a few years ago from Led Zeppelin. But I'm hoping maybe there's like some sort of 50th anniversary edition of Led Zeppelin four, which is like the untitled album, which has Stairway to Heaven, When the Levee Breaks. I'm hoping they do like a 50th anniversary sort of outtakes mm. or something like that. That'd be cool. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think there's, there's definitely more albums that came out in 1971. So, um, I just can't think of them right now. What, what exactly were yeah. they were, but 50th anniversary editions is what I'm keen for. Like this decade should be good for those. What about you, Anon? What are you excited for in this year? I honestly can't think of anything specific that I'm excited for, that I'm waiting for to come out this year. I'll kind of avoid the question a bit and mention that I, you know, just can't wait for movie theaters to, to reopen. Uh, yeah. Just movie theaters in general. And more than that, I can't wait for live shows to come back. Mm. I love going to you know random live shows by small indie artists you know the kind of shows where you're maybe the only person in the crowd that isn't a close friend or a family member of the artist mm. i love those and also you know i i just miss live shows in general like i was supposed to see iron maiden and nick cave in 2020 both ended up being canceled and I can only hope they'll be rescheduled uh, soon. Yeah, movie theaters, live shows, I, I'm waiting. What about you, Barrio? Yeah, I, I was I was just about to, to join in on that. Probably like every social event. <laughs> Do you remember going to a party? That was so fun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like drinking, have, uh, listening to some music, dancing. It seems so uh, taboo now. <laughs> yeah, it does. The the last party we went to was just before the first quarantine. Yeah, in March. And I remember thinking, are we supposed to be out now? Is are we gonna get corona from from this party? Or then we started drinking and forgot about it. It was just a great day. We ended up by pushing you in a wheelchair we found in, in the street, but in the trash. Yeah, <laughs> sounds fun. Yeah, I miss parties. Yeah, there are a couple of movies, interesting movies that should. Uh, come in 2021. A couple of Marvel movies, also TV series and Star Wars TV series that that Disney announced. Uh, yeah, Disney Plus have a lot of things that um, could potentially be really great. Like um, the one I'm excited for is um, the Hawkeye TV show. I read a Hawkeye comic. I might have mentioned it a long time ago, but um, it was sort of like a domesticated Hawkeye. Like it was just him in the suburbs. It wasn't <laughs> Avengers level stuff. <laughs> Um, really good comic, um, but it's. Um, I'm hoping that the TV show could be like an adaption of that. So uh, it would have to be more exciting than that, to be honest. But because the comic was a little bit like easy listening reading, almost easy reading, but something like a domestic Hawkeye, you know, that would be really cool. Yeah, I'm not not totally into the comic book stuff or uh, the comic TV show stuff. I one thing I am kind of excited about is. The, they've recently announced a bunch of uh, Star Wars TV shows, Barry, you've mentioned them. And I, yeah. like, I haven't watched The Mandalorian, haven't watched a bunch of Star Wars things that aren't the movies. I, I just love the old Star Wars feeling, and I heard The Mandalorian kind of revives that. And I don't know, if there's anything that feels like the old Star Wars movies, then I'm excited for that, and I'll try to make time to, to enjoy it. I had a question about The Mandalorian. I have watched all... The Star Wars, except for the Solo movie. Mm. But do you have to like really be into Star Wars to like The Mandalorian, or can you sort of come at it with fresh you eyes? You can. I think I think it's it's got like this uh, lonely samurai vibe, kind of like this very quiet, uh, deadly assassin that goes from town to town and an adventure per episode. Like each episode is uh, stands on its own, and there is kind of like this uh, plot that goes through the entire series. Yeah, I think it's enjoyable even if you're not a Star Wars fan. Definitely being a Star Wars fan and, and understanding a bit more about the Star Wars universe, is uh, it helps appreciate. If you're going to watch it, try and play the game of guessing which episode was directed by Taika Waititi. Hmm. Um, so I've just added uh, my first to-do item. Watch episode one of Mandalorian on Habitica. We better get a sponsor out of this. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anyways, um, 
Oh, uh, what hobby did you start this year? I reckon we can either skip this or not do it. When did we start recording this September podcast? of 2019, so oh. it doesn't really count. Doesn't count, yeah. <laughs> A lot of people have started podcasts uh, in the pandemic because it's kind of a hobby that you can, everyone kind of wants to do. And the pandemic was the perfect time for it. But we were there first. We were yeah. there before it was like really cool. <laughs> you know, like I often see like posts on social media, like everyone has a podcast. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. And then I realize I forget that I have a podcast. I'm like, oh, yeah. We all do have a podcast. Yeah. Like, I'm like, podcasts really aren't that common. And then I realized I have a podcast. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. So, anyway, I'll, I'll go on to the next one. These are random questions. Yeah. So, if the other were purposeful directed ones, these are not. If one host from our podcast was to become a billionaire, who would it be? I can see either of you becoming billionaires. Not me, though. <laughs> I think Barrio is a computer programmer. He can come up with a brilliant idea for an app at any moment. And Peter, you're still young. You're smart with money. I can see you making a few very wise investments. <laughs> I can see one of your side projects. Maybe this one. Maybe this one. Kind of like uh, taking flight and like suddenly, <laughs> you know, some celebrity will approach, you know, and say, well, I heard your podcast. <laughs> And, uh, I'm, I'm crossing my fingers for uh, Meryl Streep. Maybe Meryl Streep will listen to this one day. <laughs> yeah, uh, We've mentioned her a few times. <laughs> she should start her own podcast called Streep Speak. <laughs> I don't know why, but I just, I automatically thought Barrio, just because I feel like um, my idea of how wealth is created is like, you need to think of something that others will be like, oh, yeah, that was an obvious invention. But when you thought of it, it was no one was thinking of it, you know? Yeah. So that's that's kind of how I think inventions are made. Because every time I think about, oh, I could have made this product, I think, oh, yeah, but I, I could have thought of that. Like, you know, it wouldn't be that hard, but you didn't, you know? And I feel like Baru comes at things from, like, different angles than everyone else. Like, you just have, like, a way of sort of thinking about things that, others are not always doing so i don't know I, f I feel like if anyone's to become a billionaire i think it would be the tech guy i agree yeah. it's always got to be the tech guy yeah. by definition but i think your personality fits the billionaire well actually that's a bit of an that's a bit of an insult to say you're you could be a billionaire <laughs> but you don't have the money but like you know like you the idea factory it sounds like the definition of a, of a crazy billionaire like, he doesn't really think like a anyone bit. else, and no yeah, one else understands him, yeah. and he kind of lives alone in his castle, and he has the pet frogs. <laughs> but yeah. I think that the more fun question is not who would become the millionaire, but who out of the three of us would be the most fun billionaire? I think, Peter, you would be the most fun billionaire out of the three of us. Like, if you'd become a billionaire, we'd all be drowning in Funko Pops and pop culture memorabilia and stuff. And <laughs> yeah, skateboards. It, it's a bit cocky, but I do think I'd be a fun... I think I would be <laughs> I, I can see you building a private movie theater and having a bunch of fun food and drinks there. And the only thing you'd be screening would be Led Zeppelin live shows. <laughs> <laughs> Peter, you, you said you tried to become more smart with your money throughout the year to be less affected by consumerism maybe yeah how, how is that going for you not good at the moment over yep. the christmas break <laughs> but i <laughs> i think i can i've kind of been justifying it of ah oh, it's the holidays so i think i can pull it around i haven't gone like deep into the well yet so no i think i could i think i can pull that around for 2021 but i was going well for like four months so uh, but yeah, <laughs> it, it, it's going well. Barry, if you'd become a millionaire, what would you do? I would probably buy a house, which is Ooh, something that everyone risky. would do. Probably, <laughs> yeah. In, in, like in this market? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> the main things are that I don't think I will quit my job, but I think I'll just put a lot of fun expensive things that I'm not necessarily doing now. But like it's it's mostly about where you live and, and how you spend your vacations, I guess. Yeah. Like do you yeah, do you feel is there some luxury that is currently missing from your life? I wouldn't say so, no. I, I'd love to have like a, a studio for podcasting and to record music in. And I'd love to to take more vacations and to travel to to you know more interesting places. But no, I, I don't think there's anything missing. I'd like to buy a panda. <laughs> a panda. <laughs> I was just going to say a like, pen. If you I could... want to buy a pen. 
<laughs> now, if you could have like your own sanctuary, get it signed off, WWF, like, yeah, they're not really mating anyway. Just give it a whirl. Then I could have like my own panda sanctuary. That'd be cool. Um, but no, besides that, I've pretty much got most things. <laughs> I, you know, I, I recently wanted to get myself a new set of headphones, like a uh, noise cancelling over the ear kind of thing. And there's a huge variety of stuff you can get. Like Apple just came out with oh my uh, God. the Apple Pods Max that are like $550. There, uh, I, I, if I was rich, I could get like the best headphones in the world. Yeah. But I can get ones for like a hundred dollars and and be happy with those a hundred and fifty dollars I don't have to be a billionaire to to enjoy that or I don't have to get the best phone out there I don't have to get the best computer the best car I, I don't have to be a billionaire to be happy I'm not missing anything any luxury like I keep wondering if that's true you know the the, the most expensive things aren't necessarily the best one it's usually branding and stuff and you don't really need them but there's a an opposite approach that tells you that because you can't have them, then you don't really want them. Mm. Maybe. It's kind of like the, the peasant thinking, oh, I don't want to be a royalty. It's too much work and too much responsibility. That sucks. That's true. Maybe maybe one day when I'm a billionaire, I'll get those and I'll let you know what I think then. Or Apple could just send us a pair. <laughs> yeah. It's worth a shot. They could. What do you have to say like to trigger the algorithm? You know, bombs, bombs, Apple. <laughs> you didn't say which algorithm. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, like, if if someone set you know checking all like the podcasts that say atomic bombs or something like that, then you know they could be like, oh wow, these guys are pretty cool. I don't know how much they listen to it. Maybe they just go to the bombs bit. But I mean, I've said bombs a few times, so hopefully Apple's got us <laughs> a pair of their headphones in. Um, Blue, please. <laughs> At the moment, we don't really have like a big platform. So like we can kind of say what we want. And like I know often when we do like, maybe I shouldn't say it on the Atomic Bombs episode, but we do like put some music into the podcast that yeah. makes it in somehow. We try our best, but sometimes music does make it on. I think that's a bit of like a frowned upon move. I, I think we've been lucky so far that we haven't really done any topics that really sort of get investigated that much. But I've heard that Taylor Swift, if you do like a Taylor Swift um, cover or something, oh no, a cover's fine. But if you play like maybe 15 seconds of her song, um, sometimes like the algorithm will see that and then they'll just like ask you to remove it or something like that. So we're doing that next episode. So I don't know what, will happen well, maybe we're not big enough that maybe that's a test yeah. i don't know if we'll put it in but um i kind of think we're not big enough i think you'd need a few like more Like you're successful if you're getting sued yeah, yeah. <laughs> moving on what's the worst podcast sponsor you keep hearing do you want me to start mm, yeah go for it no because i feel like i might have more passion about this than other people Okay, so I think my go-to was Dollar Shave Club, but I don't think I've actually heard Dollar Shave Club on any Not podcast. in a while, yeah. Yeah, like, they used to be, like, a more of a YouTube thing. Like, people would just be, like, covering something like, oh, you know, this is how to soundproof a room, but if you need a shave, then, you know, <laughs> buy these Dollar Shave Clubs. So that really kind of annoys me. But for... Um, podcast, there's one called like Better Help Counseling, which just annoys. Yeah. Yeah. That's just so annoying because it's like, I, I actually, I actually looked at it because it sounds so good, but I went on like Reddit just to see like what all the rational people in the world, um, thought about it. And people were just saying, it's like, it's just like a cheap sort of, it's like Tinder for <laughs> psychology, I guess, but like, oh, uh, really? or for like, yeah, it's like. Because all the people working there have like 50 people and like, so they have to like give you like these generic responses and it, I just don't think a lot of effort is put in and it's kind of reflected in like the, the non-official testimonials on like Reddit and a few other like review websites. And they say in like their disclaimer, like if you actually need to see like a therapist, like see a like licensed psychologist, because yeah. this is like just talk <laughs> therapy. And I was like, well, what's the point of that? So... Um, yeah. that's the one I really get annoyed at the most. The other one is the, all the VPN networks. Every, everyone is like, oh, all the other VPN networks do A, but we do B and like, but they're pretty much do the same thing. 
And that they always say like you, how you can like access Netflix in other locations, but like everyone, all the VPNs do that. So yeah, um, that exactly. rubs me the wrong way. I also wanted to bring up uh, BetterHelp counseling. I I can't. Uh, I'm angry when I listen to their stuff. It's not good. If you're my favorite podcast, actually, I like promote it as well. So obviously, not everyone thinks it. Or well, some people just probably just don't look too much into it. But do you judge a podcast by the stuff they're promoting? I yeah, a little bit, I guess. Like. But I don't do it based on, like, if I like the product. It's more like... If it sounds scammy. How they do it. And, like, oh. if if you can tell that they care about it enough. Like, I listen to a few podcasts that... Well, actually, not a few podcasts. I think it's only one. But it's the Very Bad Wizards podcast. And they um, often promote the Give Well, which um, I think we still do that. Do we do that? Yeah. Yeah, every episode. So um, ours isn't, like... Um, actually a sponsor. I just no. thought it was good to put <laughs> yeah. it at the end. But um, <laughs> They don't know about us. But, <laughs> They've never heard about yeah. us. Because <laughs> uh, there's no link or anything. But I, I think it's good no. anyway. <laughs> uh, but they do that one. And like because they've talked about effective altruism and stuff like that on their podcast, That's I, I find that, like that's how I found out about it. So that's a legitimately awesome thing. So the fact that they talk about that is cool. And they also did some for like mattresses or something, but they said, you know, we actually use them. We, we wouldn't like talk about if we didn't use it. And I was like, oh, okay, that's cool. But then they did the, um, yeah. the better help, which I don't think they use. So, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. What can you do? Yeah. Uh, so I don't mind them cause they're small, but I do find some bigger call it, outlets that sort of just, I don't know. It kind of feels like they're just selling their time to the highest bidder. And I kind of don't like that. Yeah. Another one that's super common. I think it, probably more common on um youtube but is like the audible like audible sponsors so many yeah. things and that is legitimately all great. the time like but audible is a great service like i i already use it so it's a little bit annoying because i'm just getting like they're just telling me about stuff i already know but besides that like i would promote it because it's it's amazing so um, yeah it is it is a great service yeah. i think at least on android their app feels so old but mm. all in all, it's a great service. No, yeah, no uh, doubt about that. Yeah, on, on Apple, I think their iBooks is a competitor because sometimes iBooks do like five dollar books. So like, I'd want to. I wouldn't want it to be in the contract. Yeah. Where you can't mention like <laughs> iBooks is also good, but yeah, there's um, no contract yet. <laughs> but it, yeah, so like Audible is pretty cool. I mean, I've listened to like over fifty things on Audible. You, you can't really claim the um, the phony card, but. That one's a good one. It, although, albeit, still kind of annoying. <laughs> yeah, a bit. They're really everywhere. I, like, I, at least three times a day, I'm hearing about Audible. Listen to Audible <laughs> and get a free book today. Yeah. <laughs> don't help them. <laughs> the only reason I don't probably get as many Audible ads is because they don't advertise Audible on Audible. So, no. or, like, that's <laughs> yeah. one I'm listening to most of the time. So. Um, what turns you off a podcast? Maybe, you know, when there's an episode about a certain topic, but like half of the episode is the first part of the of the episode. It's kind of like this very Yeah, they long talk like they're just segment, sitting around yeah. having a beer or something in like a bar. Yeah. And they call it yeah. a tavern talk segment or something. I, I don't yeah. like it. It's so <laughs> annoying. <laughs> that was a strategic choice that we made. <laughs> You're locked in a room for one month. This is similar to that infamous um, tavern talk we did. Yeah. These segues are just going off. Anyway. <laughs> Um, you are locked in a room for one month. Pick your meal, TV show, album, and a podcast that you're trapped with. So for the purposes of this, it's not like bright white lights, which yeah. I was concerned with. No it's just windows. a normal room. <laughs> but, and you can go to the toilet and everything. It's not like a challenge challenge. It's more just like... You have been you, it's to, like to find yourself locked. lockdown, yeah. I guess. Do you want me to say mine while you think about yours? Oh, I've got mine. Can I start? Oh, yeah, yeah, go ahead. Oh, I'll start with a podcast. I'll I'll take Good Job Brain. Mm. I think they have like 180 episodes. They're a pub trivia podcast. So a lot of fun. It's really funny. Every 10 minutes, you get like a different topic. So it keeps changing and it stays fresh. It's a it's a sure bet. Um, In terms of a, a, an album, I'll take Hamilton. So, uh, you know, it's long, two and a half hours long. It would be a lot of fun to... And time-consuming to memorize the whole thing. So I think it would be effective. Mm. TV show, I'd go with Seinfeld. Ten seasons, I think. 
I grew up with Seinfeld. I, I, I love this show. I never get tired of this show. And Barrio always makes the, 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 the fine, fine point that if you introduce cell phones to that universe, half of the show wouldn't even take place. So watching that now kind of bugs me, but mm. I still love that show. It might be good also if you're trapped in a room and you can't use your phone. It might be good not to see phones like all the time. Hmm, you're right. That's a good point. <laughs> And in terms of one meal, if I choose like pizza, do I have to choose the toppings for the whole month or can I change the toppings every meal? Nah, yeah, mm. it's, it's got be it's got to be the same the same okay. topics. yeah then I hate this otherwise question. you can get really creative by doing like breakfast uh, th- pizzas and stuff. Yeah, I want the pizza with a chicken. I want the pizza <laughs> with a steak like, you can get can I just get a quiz an entire meal on top. just that. If you can't change anything, like the toppings or, or anything at all, then I you just can, don't like, want to think about like, this even. If, like if you're having one early in the morning and you're having like a pepperoni with chili flakes, you can just have it without the chili flakes or like extra pepperoni, but you can't like change like the base, like what it is. Because I, I can see myself spending a month with only that podcast or only that TV show, but a month with... Just pizza or just burgers or just pasta or just one type of food, I would kill myself. <laughs> Sounds horrible. We're definitely getting on that list. The atomic bomb, <laughs> kill myself, Taylor Swift. We're, we're gone. <laughs> I, think I, I think I've figured out the meal. The meal, I'm going with Subway. And I feel like a meatball sub, I can have wait, three wait, times Wait, 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 wait. But if I'm going with like pizza, a lot of pizzerias have, have wings yeah. or... Or all kinds of stuff around the pizza. Oh, no, no, no. I, if... I'm going with the same sub every time. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Yeah. I think I can do a pe- meatball sub three times a day for a month. Like, it wouldn't be, like, totally blissful. No, for not at all. <laughs> may- <laughs> Probably after the first day, to be honest. But I, like, yeah. the temptation was to go luxurious, like, any food I want. But I think the more luxurious you go, the quicker it burns out. Like, if you went, like, oh, I'll just have, like, something to nibble on throughout the day, like prosciutto and um, couscous and, uh, you know, filet of fish or something. I think that would get bad pretty quick. But if you went for something like toasted sandwiches or something like that, I feel like that has better longevity. I think you can do a fair cheat. You know, you get the same meal three times a day, but if you can break yeah. it apart, oh. and then like organize yeah. the components into... Into three different types. I'll just have types a simple salad with egg and bacon and a bit of chicken and maybe a croissant in there with a bit of half a watermelon. <laughs> and I'll just eat it at will. <laughs> I'll just break I apart that, that yeah. salad. I, yeah. I can live like that. That's a cheat, but that's yeah. a legit. Yeah, that's such a, a good a cheat. cheat yeah. They should allow. <laughs> like you, you know, you get this really big sandwich with a lot of stuff, and you can extract mm. a salad from it. That's and true. A toast and just that's meatballs. True. By the way, there are, there are also the negative parts that after this month, you will probably wouldn't be able to see this TV show or hear oh, that yeah. music album again. For a while, yeah, probably. I would take, maybe the album will be Streetlight Manifesto. That's a good one. Somewhere in the between from uh, Streetlight Manifesto. Yeah. And that will help me to kind of do exercise within this room, which, which would help me. Yeah, and you don't have to listen to it every day. Just... This is the only one you can if you want to listen to something. Yeah. Then the TV series will be something to kind of relax and turn my head off. Uh, can I have, like, if I pick a TV series, it's all the seasons. Yeah. Of yeah. that TV no, series. Not just one episode. Right? <laughs> now, I'm trying to think of a long TV series that, that's interesting yeah, to Yeah, you watch. can take something like The Simpsons that's Holy, like 32 yeah. seasons now. Oh, Totally, yeah. Twenty of those aren't really good, but yeah, but yeah. definitely good. Of, <laughs> like, I think you can if you if you're just watching The Simpsons, you, you can pass an entire month and and not necessarily finish it. Oh yeah. So yeah, yeah. definitely The Simpsons. <laughs> the early Simpson seasons are great. Mm. I can watch them over and over again. When I talk to people about The Simpsons, they often say, like, "Yeah, I know every episode up until like oh season twelve. Like it that's." So yeah, common exactly. for people to like know it all up to a certain season. Yeah, and then it gets kind of boring. So. One meal, one podcast. Well, I do enjoy listening to Kevin Smith's... Uh, oh, that's good. Yeah. Either Smartcast or Hollywood Babylon. Yeah. Maybe not Hollywood Babylon because it kind of uh, drove me mad. But <laughs> but Kevin Smith is definitely... If you have to, to listen to someone, Kevin Smith is... 
I'd good go with that. Yeah. yeah, that's a good choice. And regarding food, well, that's probably the hardest question. Yeah, it is. It is the hardest question. Yeah. I gotta, I gotta say that the trick with the with taking a sandwich and kind of breaking it is, uh, I like that. So, I wouldn't take Subway, but I would take uh, like there's there's a place in the south of Israel. I think that it has the best sandwich I've ever eaten hmm. in Beersheba. Oh. So I would take that. It's kind of like this really fresh bread and got a lot of veggies and and meat and cheese inside. And then mm. you know I can I can eat it and and when I'm sick of it I'll start breaking it down and um do I have fire in that room? I do have lamps, right? Yeah. So I can probably, you know, MacGyver the the hell out of them and make and so I could make toasted bread. So yeah, so I I'll go with that sandwich. By the way, do do I also get a soft drink to go with that meal? Yeah. Then Coke, yeah, Coke. Coke makes me feel oh, happy. Three, three bottles of Coke every day. Yeah, but 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 you don't have to drink all. No, of you that. don't have yeah, to drink. You them, get yeah. you get uh, no. as much water as you want, like tap water. Yeah, the the basic stuff. Yeah, that's that's fine. Peter, what would you drink? I don't know if they. Uh, can, can I get something that's not served at Subway? Yeah, whatever you want. Um, I'd probably get like they have this sparkling bubble tea, so it's, it's just like sparkling water with like sugar and stuff mm. they make in Australia. That I'd go with that because it's sort of like a really refreshing sort of drink. I'd get like just the Subway meatball sub with the cookies. That's like the hardest one, to be honest, the meal. And then everything else is sort of easier. Um, the TV show, I'd go with Cougar Town. Um, it's not a joke. It's not my favorite show. <laughs> I was wondering about that. <laughs> <laughs> it's not my favorite show, but I haven't seen it in a while. It would feel interesting for me. And also, it's something I could, I'd be happy not to watch for another year. So, yeah, <laughs> uh, it, it, it's a lot of legitimately fun show to watch. So, anyway, the album I put as physical graffiti, which is my favorite album. But I don't know, like you brought up a good point about Zeppelin, right? Yeah, it, yeah. you brought up a good point about not being able to listen to it. But, but then again, like my favorite albums, I listen to like on a monthly basis. Like it wouldn't have been more than a month since I've listened to any album in my top sort of 20 or 30 albums. Like I listen to like at least a new one or not a new one, but like a different one from that sort of list every day. I'm happy just think it's a good enough album just to think I won't get bored. So um, yeah. I'll take the risk on that. And the podcast, because I don't want to go for something that I have listened to like all the episodes. You know what? I'd probably go for the Joe Rogan podcast. Just I haven't listened to it in a few months because he went to Spotify and I don't really use Spotify that much. But he has like a thousand five hundred episodes, so yeah, like it's too much for me. <laughs> like, because when I when I look at like four episodes in his list, I sort of just scroll down till I see a name that I recognize, and then I click on it. Yeah. So when I scroll down now, like they're all played until until I get down to like the one thousands or something, like the one thousand one hundreds or something, and then I can find some new ones. But I feel like if I had a month, I'd probably be able to find all the ones up from like 100 to like a thousand. I know. I think listening to, to Joe Rogan's episode is kind of tiring. It's It will wear you out, I think. Maybe it's me, but I can listen to a few of those episodes oh, yeah, in a I row. I couldn't listen to more than like one three hour one a day, but I wouldn't listen to like three hour episodes of anything else in a day from like multiple days. So I think that's fine. You just got to go for like different ones. Like if he's talking super seriously about like some medicine or something then you got to go to like a new one with like kevin hart he has some great ones with kevin hart mm, that's so. true that's true um yeah i'm i'm happy with that would you rather be rich and anonymous or famous and middle class i actually have a thought about this one that i'd love to hear your thoughts about sure yeah cool i think there is a correct answer by the way you do that's interesting <laughs> <laughs> i yeah. think i would go with rich and anonymous because being famous doesn't sound like a lot of fun to me, and having a bunch of money sounds like it could yeah. be fun. For some reason, I can't imagine being famous and happy at the same time. I don't know if you'll empathize with this, but sometimes when I'm alone and, and you know, I do whatever I do when I'm alone, like watch TV or listen to music or podcasts or just alone, just being alone, I think about how probably no one is thinking about me at the moment and no one is interested in knowing what I'm up to. Like, I'm not on anyone's mind at that moment. Aww. And there's something really coming about that. Oh, I... Like, I oh. love that feeling. Yeah, it's, it's a good feeling. Like, <laughs> when I think no one's thinking about me now, that means that there's no pressure. But then I send you a screenshot of your Goodreads <laughs> feed. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Not being on anyone's mind means no pressure to me. Means that no one's expecting anything from That's me. That's a good point. So 
to be famous and to think that there's always someone who's interested in what you're doing. And there's and I'm talking about, you know, like a, a high level of being famous, like being really famous. Yeah, like think of like Macaulay Culkin <laughs> hasn't done anything for like years. And now people are like, where the hell is that guy? So, yeah, so I, I just want to be forgotten from, from time to time. So being famous sounds mm. kind of horrible to me. Obviously, being rich comes with its own kind of pressures. You know, I'm, I'm not forgetting Maybe that. Maybe I have an yeah. question, but what exactly do you get from being famous? Like from a that, kind of that's like another functional question. That's a good question. point of view. Like this is the biggest thing, I think. It's like when you're talking to a crowd and you say something even mildly funny, people just like clap and laugh. And smile at you. I think that's what it is about being famous. Like everyone, like if you look at interviews, like especially like the ones with um, like they're sort of sitting in a dark room with the movie poster behind them and they've usually got two co-stars and stuff like that. And that they just serve them up just softballs. They're like, <laughs> yeah, how was it filming with um, Leonardo DiCaprio? And then you go, oh, yeah, uh, you know, I didn't see him that much on the set, but, you know, we, we had this moment where we uh, looked at each other and uh, now it's pretty good. Oh, my God. <laughs> really? Like, how was that? You know, like, you can say anything and people will eat it up. Like, it seems so easy. <laughs> <laughs> I think also, like, you know, the feeling that people care about what you think, just having a platform to make your own opinion and knowing that people are listening because you're famous, I think that has to be a bit satisfying, but more than anything more than that. I don't yeah. think it's, I don't think being famous has too much going for it. So it's mostly about the ego trip. <laughs> yeah. but, well, I, I guess you are kind of like you're, you're an influence. Exactly. I don't know. I, I'd love to, to think that people are interested in what I have to say. I don't have an agenda, and still, I, th I, I'd love to put my opinions out there. I think like the community aspect is good. Like that's if you're true. like a podcaster with a lot of followers or something like that, that's different to me. That's not famous. That's yeah, more no, like, no podcaster is famous, really. Yeah, it's sort of like a different type of fame. It's more like um, <laughs> one of those oxymorons, you know, famous podcaster. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it contradicts each other. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> interesting blogger. Or good morning. <laughs> Nothing good about mornings. So being rich, that's a, that's the right answer. I got it correct. Yes, yes. Well, because rich cool. and yeah. anonymous are both good things. There's no, like, trade-off for me. So, all right, next question. Is it who would win in a fight? Oh, no. Oh, I just did the... I just meant... Oh, because okay. I... So I've written down... Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> Sorry, we can do because that. Because I, I can totally do... oh, read it. That's a, no, that's a better question, I think. Might, might be a better question. I'll just read out what the question <laughs> should be. But I've just done James Bond versus Jason Bourne, Mission Impossible versus Fast and Furious, and John Wick versus Jack Reacher. So I meant them as like, what TV, what, what um, would you prefer? What movie series is, is the better one? Yeah. So I figured you're asking who would win in a fight. And out of those six characters, I only know one. Oh. Or out of those six franchises, I only know James Bond. Oh, really? So I kind of took over and I wrote a few other options for who would win in a fight. Yeah, let's do that. I, I got to admit that I'm not sure that I'm familiar with those characters as well. Now, all I'll say on this is that, then is that I think Jason Bourne would take James Bond, but I still prefer James Bond. Who's Jason Bourne? Jason Bourne, I think, is the Matt Damon character. Yeah, yeah. He's like on the run. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so I have a few who would win in a fight. The first one is Quint, Hooper, and Brody from Jaws Ooh. against Malcolm, Sattler, and Grant from Jurassic Park. Um, I'm kind of leaning Jaws here because I have the because big of guy. Quint. Quint, yeah. Um, it's a sailor, a police officer, and a, an oceanographer against two paleontologists. And Malcolm is uh, something with math. Something weird with math, right? I don't remember. Yeah, that'll do well. Yeah, exactly. Fight. I'm going with the people from Jaws. <laughs> I think... Get out the protractor. I think I'd take just Quint <laughs> against the, the three people from Jurassic Park. <laughs> Although Hooper Hooper and Brody could be helpful. Yeah, that, yeah, definitely. I, I, I'm taking Jaws. Do you have a contrarian take, Barrio? Yes. <laughs> I'm rooting for all of them. It's a fight to the death. <laughs> so we're taking the guys from, from Jaws. 100%. Yeah, the next one is... Uh, Philippe Petit from Men on Wire <laughs> against Alvis Singer from Annie Hall. Oh, I'm going to go Petit because I feel like at least he's, I don't know if you call it a sport, but I mean, he would have to have some agility. Yeah, I, I just can't see Alvis Singer putting up a fight. I can't see any of them putting up a fight, but I mean, like, 
uh, you know, you put two bad options up against each other yeah. and 75 million people will vote for one of them. So, yeah, I, I'm going, I'm going petite. Maybe LV can, I don't know, find a way to hide and, and just talk his way out of it. I don't know. Yeah. Just kill Philip Petit with awful jokes. <laughs> I, I, I kind of feel, feel that Alvi is very nimble, but I, could, I might be getting it wrong. I, because Woody Allen is so small. I, I can't see him putting up a fight, but he has some a, a survivor instinct in him, maybe. Yeah. But the guy walking on ropes above <laughs> skyscrapers might not have. <laughs> yeah, you're right. <laughs> but evolutionarily, not a good career path. I'm taking Philip Petit just for the big pole he's holding. That's a good weapon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The last one is Spike from Cowboy Bebop versus Mel from Firefly. Mm. Oh, come on. That's easy. Uh, it, it is? Really? Yeah, Spike is like absolutely kung fu master. Whereas Mal is like he always finds a way to 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 get out of trouble. <laughs> yeah, but he's not but but he's not a good fighter. I think if we're saying like in a fight, I think he's already not got out of trouble. Like in a fight, I think it's gonna. So be... how about Spike against River from Firefly? She's uh, uh yeah, kind of a clairvoyant kind of thing. Yeah. Uh River, hundred percent. She, she kind of goes crazy every once in a while. River would take down Bourne, Jason Bourne. She'd be she'd be head to head with John Wick. I reckon. Hmm. <laughs> Another name I don't recognize. John Wick. Uh, yeah, I still don't recognize it. You can say it again, though. It's kind of like tough Neo. Who's tougher than Neo? I'm thinking I'm back. Oh, that was good. We should have that. We should clip that. Clip that. <laughs> that <was good>. Okay. <laughs> oh, you won't know it's good because no, you've never seen, seen it. it. Oh. <laughs> oh, yeah. I've watched that little YouTube thing. Peter, do your quote again? <laughs> Actually, it wasn't that good. Never mind. <laughs> now I've listened to the real thing. <laughs> So, as we do at the end of each step of our quest, we're going to take a vote that will decide whether or not 2020 has a place in the Culture Quest Essentials Guide. <laughs> now, uh, Actually, oh, I would have uh, tipped my hat. <laughs> like, it, it's not, it wasn't a great year, but it's... In the history books, this will be like a few chapters. Definitely. You know in history books where they're like, so in um, 528 million years ago, there were these like, you know, kind of half-formed little jellyfish but then like <laughs> 60 million years later in a blink of an eye evolutionarily there there was um they had these shells and they started to become more developed with a nervous system and uh like a brain yeah. or something like that whereas like in 2020 so it would be like so yeah we had the pandemic two weeks later and then um you know we had these bushfires in australia two weeks later there you know we stormed the capitol building first time since the british in like the 1800s and then trump got banned off twitter and uh <laughs> you know everything is going to be like so two days later <laughs> yeah like in a blink of an eye <laughs> uh, it feels like everything in history books like because like when you're reading it in a book right everything seems so condensed but like 2020 was like reading a book where it was like Every day there was some new thing. Like I'd look up on Twitter and the first tweet would be like, I can't believe it. And then like, I'd be like, oh, what happened? <laughs> and then like I'd scroll down. It just, you know, it just be like a new, like someone tore the world in your asshole. And half the time it was Trump. <laughs> so if there's one thing I'm sure of, things like viruses and like cultural events all really hinge upon the year. Like, <laughs> you know, as soon as you flip to the next year, I don't know, it's like magic, you know, <laughs> things just get better. So I'm not sure when this episode will come out, but it'll probably come out after the Enter the Dragon episode. So coming up on the Culture Quest is an episode about uh, the Muppet movie from 1979, and then an episode about Taylor Swift's album, uh, Folklore, which came out in 2020. So, thank you, Peter, and thank you, Barrio, for staying true to our goal. And thank you, the listeners at home, for helping us along the latest stage of our quest. We hope that you join us again next episode, and we'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Bye. See ya. The Culture Quest podcast is part of All the People Network. Visit our website at culturequestpodcast.com to contact us or see a list of our upcoming episodes. Follow us on Twitter at CQ underline podcast and tell your friends about us. Find out more information about All the People Network and the other podcasts it includes at allthepeoplenetwork.com.
Thanks for listening to today's episode. I just wanted to bring to everyone's attention all those people that are currently stuck without their phone and are forced to continue listening to this unless they pause it and then have to contemplate, you know, the state of their life and other things. So you'll probably just continue listening. I just wanted to give a bit of a shout out to a, um, a website, actually. It's called givewell.org. So that's give, G-I-V-E, well, W-E, double L dot org. So it's, it's a dot org. So it's, it's legit. And, um, basically they're the authority on who is worth giving money to in terms of charity. So obviously we'll give money to friends and family if they fall on hard times. But if you are thinking about giving large sums of money to, um, charities, it's definitely best to do your research because, a lot of people just give away money and want to feel good, but it's also good to think of it as an investment and how you can do the most good. So it's not asking you to give away more money, but it's asking you to give the money away in a responsible way. And um, basically, they've just authorized eight charities. So out of all the, I want to say hundreds of thousands of charities, might be a bit lower, but they've authorized only eight. And I think it's really good to just scan through the list and um, see if you can consider donating to these charities. So um, I think that would be good if we can all sort of band together during these tough times. At the moment, it's COVID, but, you know, that will change and we're all going to need to support everyone. So this is probably one of the best evidence-based ways to do that. So yeah, so definitely hop on to givewell.org if you're considering and hopefully those charities are like tax deductible or something in your country, which would be in your best interest. So anyway, this is not formal advice, but it's just a good place to go. Thank you.